When all I feel is fear inside, I don't wanna open up my eyes. Lord, I know I'm nothing at all. When I'd rather do anything than open up my mouth and speak, deep in my heart I hear you call. And silence is the warmest place to hide. Would you give me courage and bless the words of this speaking Hi guys, it's Mandy with the Speaking Wife podcast. I am excited because it has only been two weeks since my last recording and I'm really hoping that that means we're starting to see a light at the end of the crazy tunnel that has kept everything from being able to be a bit more in rhythm and predictable. But we have started school officially. Most of you know that I'm a homeschool mom of three boys. We've officially started school here in our home this year And we started a bit early. We started a few weeks ago because we had had to come to a screeching halt in the spring because of an injury. My oldest injured his hand pretty badly in an ATV accident and was not able to do any more schoolwork. So we kind of focused on reading and listening to educational songs through the summer. Our youngest loves the edition song that we listen to frequently. But anyway, I hope that y'all are having a wonderful week. I hope that it's starting to look like things might be getting a little bit more normal or as normal as they can be right now. Um, Y'all know that I'm an opinionated person, so I have opinions about everything, but we'll just keep it focused for this podcast. (laughs) I have a specific topic that I have been thinking about for a really long time, and so I wanted to talk about that a little bit today, but I really hope that you're having a good start to your week. I hope that you're able to take a deep breath a little bit today and find something that feels a little bit more normal in the middle of the chaos that we're all walking through right now, but here we go. I have really had to think about this topic a lot because of what I spoke about with the last episode with having so much trouble knowing how to process things that are hurtful and know when it's okay to kind of verbalize that you're in pain or the right way to verbalize however that we need to process things whenever we don't want to bleed on the people that didn't hurt us as the saying goes if you don't heal you will bleed on the people that didn't hurt you that's definitely true I have found in my own life but I wanted to talk a little bit about a time to speak if I can and most of y'all also know about me that I am a Christian and everything that I do in life I do my best to see through the lens of Christ and what he has called me to do and be and I believe that in his word I will often if not always find very clear direction on how I need to process the situation or how I need to handle myself, especially. But in Ecclesiastes 3, it talks about a time and a season for everything. So if you kind of want to go and read some of that there, you can definitely do that. But I have learned that I can never trust my mouth when my heart is bitter. And that's one reason why there was a need for such a long quiet here on the podcast because I needed to process some things without speaking in a forum that could be heard by many people. 
I needed to process them in a way that was healthy and respectful. And um, I did not ever want this platform to be a place where I was just spewing my emotion. I know often y'all have heard sadness in my tone or have heard when we're going through difficult things, but I don't want to ever just come on and spew just to be talking. I want to have something encouraging to say. And I've learned that when my heart is in turmoil, it is often best to not speak. Now, one thing that's been tricky about that is learning how to communicate with my husband that I'm not pouting, I'm processing. (laughs) And there is a major difference. It's difficult sometimes to not appear like you're pouting. That's why communication needs to be handled before you go into that space if you can but I've often had to just kind of look up at him and say I'm I'm not pouting I'm fine I'm just protecting everyone in the general vicinity by controlling what comes out of my mouth right now but often I've learned that my own behavior and my reactions to the situations that I find myself in make the situations so much worse than they were to begin with it's the way that we respond and the way that we react to situations that will often determine the outcome of the situation. Even if it looks really awful, we can normally have a major effect on it by what we do in return to what we've just been presented with. And there's a scripture, I believe it's in Proverbs, that says, "...a wise woman builds her home, and a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands." And at first, that sounds so insulting. It's like there's some things that we just can't help. There are things that we're confronted with in life that we didn't ask for, that we didn't really do anything to cause. And so it's easier to look at things from that perspective and just feel like I would never tear my own home down purposely. I would never do that. It's obviously going to be someone else's fault. You know, it's a lot more, uh, less painful, it's it's a lot less complicated. It's a lot more comfortable to look at life through that lens than it is to kind of turn your vision onto yourself and see what we can take charge of and what we can change. And often my words are the number one thing. That's the number one thing that I'm going to be able to take charge of. The Bible also tells us that power, the power of life and death lies in our tongue. And that sounds funny when you're dealing with so much external chaos and destruction and there's death at every turn it feels like and sometimes we will forget that the most powerful tool that we have is our words that's the most powerful thing that we possess at all times no matter what the situation is we can bring life to a situation or we can bring the demise of a situation just by the way that we speak And I feel like that because of social media and because of so many things that are so easily accessible right now, I think flippant just explains probably 90 to 99% of our our interactions nowadays. It depends on if it's with you in your home. Obviously, that's really easy. But when you're on social media, our thumbs can just become thumbs of fury and we can type and type and type and type and say things that we would probably have thought about just a little bit longer had we been face to face with the person that we're aiming our words at. I feel like that that has destroyed some of the greatest potential in relationships. And I also feel like that it has destroyed our children's ability to be helped by people outside of our home that could have invested in them and helped them. What I mean by that is if you have someone that you're frustrated with or you have a situation that you're frustrated with, which is going to happen frequently because you're surrounded by other humans, it's easy to just gripe about that situation, to just gripe about that person 
and it's easy to negate any good in them. Our children don't hear our praise towards these people. They most often hear our frustration. And if we're not really careful about where we say things and how we say things, we can destroy the potential that could come later. That person could invest in our child. That person could give them some helpful advice or something that would help them along the way. Because truthfully, we can't cover everything with our children. And we don't want our own words to be the thing that keeps our children from being able to get help from those around them as they grow older. I feel like that, as I mentioned earlier, learning to ponder on purpose versus pouting is really important, especially for women. Maybe that sounds a little sexist, but I am a a woman and I live with nothing but men. I have my husband obviously lives here with us. My father now lives with us and our three boys are here. And so I am constantly surrounded by the way that they process and by the way that they think. And more often than not, if somebody's going to be caught pouting, it's going to be me. So I'm just speaking from that place. I'm not trying to say that everyone is exactly like me. But most often what I've observed observed in my own life and in those around me is that often women have a harder time communicating exactly what our expectations are and we will often go into pouting and that kind of freaks men out because then they want to figure out an answer (laughs) but anyway that's a total side note so learning to ponder productively instead of pouting I feel like is one of the greatest things we can do for ourselves and our homes because I know that dads are important I have the best dad in the world I would like to say he does not walk on water he's not Jesus but he is an awesome father But I believe that mothers are the thermostats of their home. I believe that we don't just check the room. We don't just take the temperature of the room when we come into it, but we can set the temperature of the room. And that's a very heavy responsibility and one that it would be easier to just push aside. But that does not negate the truthfulness of it at all. We are the thermostats. We can change the dynamic of our homes very quickly. And that's something that we can use for the benefit of our home, or we can choose to not take responsibility for that, and it will become a detriment to our home. Learning and accepting that we can do that means that we can bring a power to the situation because we've accepted it, we've taken hold of it, we've taken responsibility of it, and now we have aimed that responsibility a specific direction. And I think that that is a major key in changing what's happening in many of our homes. But first, we must identify what our goals are, and we have to adjust our behavior accordingly. We have to identify which direction we want our homes to go because then the obstacles are a lot easier to identify. So when we don't have identifiable goals, our behavior is dictated by our current situation, which means it's going to be fluid. Our behavior can be very sporadic and up and down all over the place. Our kids don't ever know what to expect when they come downstairs in the morning. They don't know, you know, okay, who's mom going to be today? And that can change the whole atmosphere once again of our entire home. But whenever we realize that our behavior is doing that, we can identify the goals that we want. We can aim that way and we can do something about it. We're not powerless for it. And if our vision changes from just reactionary to our current situations, we can have a long-term view and a vision of what we want our homes to be. I feel like that the, this affects our marriages more than anything else. And I just realized that I say I feel like a lot. 
So <laughs> I might need to work on that one. But I I feel like I think I believe that this realization about our being the thermostat can affect our marriages more than any other relationship that we're in. And sometimes that's super difficult. Super, super difficult. Marriage is not a priority in today's society. And I've ranted and spoke about many things that I believe about that in previous podcast episodes. So I'm not going to just beat on that for forever. But the truth is, often we have the right to be angry. Like the situation has been hurtful or the situation has been unfair. We have the right to spew with our words. We have the right because we've been wronged. So we have the right to have an attitude. We have the right to say these things. But it really doesn't matter if we have the right. We have to decide what our goal is. We have to determine our goals moving forward. If our goal is to just feel validated all the time, we're not actually building anything. We're just constantly needing kind of an eye for an eye scenario. You hurt my feelings, so my words are going to hurt you back. I would, I would wonder, and I've wondered this to myself often, how we maintain our integrity through the most trying times of life. We're surrounded by voices that validate all of our most ridiculous behavior. This is something that it blows me away, honestly, because being in a home full of men, I can see all of their crazy sides and I can see all of their potential. And so if I see a lot of uh, derogatory behavior coming from the opposite sex towards the male sex all the time, that really bothers me because I believe that there needs to be fairness on both sides. And so I would not be okay with a lot of derogatory behavior towards females coming from the male side of things. And I feel just as strongly about the nitpicking and the derogatory attitudes towards the male side from the female side. So anyway, but if we take a long look at what these vo- where these voices are coming from, we always find catastrophe at their end. Often when you see someone who's promoting an attitude and verbally spewing all the time this hatred and this anger and this frustration and always pointing fingers at the other side, they are not normally building something that you're wanting to build yourself. It might sound good. It might kind of pat you on the back or it might, you know, bolster your ego to hear someone else is just as frustrated as you. But the end goal, that's what we're supposed to be looking at. When you identify your goals, you can more easily identify the obstacles to those goals. And then you can more easily identify the voices that you do not need to be giving any airtime in your life. Truthfully, the enemy of our homes does not have to come up with these extravagant, crazy tricks to destroy your home. If he can keep you so distracted that you never realize that you are doing it with your own mouth, then he's accomplished the goal. He hasn't had to trick you into it. You've allowed it to happen. The story of Job that I mentioned in the last podcast is one that I believe touches on every emotion. As you work your way through the story, you will feel every emotion. You will be angry. You will be sad. You will be devastated. You'll be depressed. You'll be convicted because, oh my goodness, if I could have a faith as stable as that, so many things that it will hit on. But one thing in particular that really stands out to me every time is that what Job prepared for his whole life. He prepared his whole life 
And that's what carried him through the really difficult days. His foundation that he had slowly, steadily, faithfully built carried him through the days that he never would have anticipated hitting. To survive, to survive, I'm sorry, our most difficult days, we have to purpose to begin building habits right now of consistency and faithfulness in our own lives. We're not normally going to have these big aha crazy moments where everything falls into place and everything looks good and we magically have a foundation. It's the, the boring, the mundane, faithful, steady moments that build that sturdy, unshakable foundation. Those habits, they have to supersede our emotions and our feelings because once again, our emotions and our feelings, they're fluid. They're going to change. They'll make us all over the map. But if we have already identified our goal, we have decided what voices we are going to allow any airtime in our lives, we are, we are identifying the objects in our path then we will be able to say, you know what, this emotion right now, it feels like it needs a validation. It feels like it needs a pat on the head, so to speak. But this emotion is an object in the way between me and the goal that I have for my family. Just as physically, whatever mental and emotional muscles we stretch and exercise, those are the ones that will grow. Those are the ones that will get stronger. So if you're critical all the time about everything, that's a muscle that you're stretching that you really need to stop stretching. You need to quit giving it the ability to take charge of your life. Are you being encouraging or is it easier for you to find something negative to say about everybody all the time? When you're speaking to your children, are you demeaning more often than you are positive and uplifting and believing in them? That's something that I have had to ask myself basically daily. Like I have the responsibility. No one else. I have the responsibility of getting control of my attitude, getting control of the words that I'm allowing to come out of my mouth. So if I notice a trend in myself that I'm critical or I'm demeaning more often than I'm encouraging or I'm positive, I have to change that. No one else can do it for me. And if I'm willing to do that, I can bring stability and consistency to my home. When I cultivate these things in myself, even though it's difficult and it's painful at times, I can bring stability and I can bring peace to my home. My home can become a place of encouragement, a place that feels like they can grow because they're safe. That's very important because they're not safe in society. They're not safe in the world all around us. They need a place where they feel believed in where they feel safe, they feel loved. This is not just talking about our children. I'm talking about all the people in our home. My husband needs me to believe in him. My husband needs to have a safe place for him here where he's not demeaned, he's not objectified, he's not treated poorly every time he's a human and makes a mistake. He needs a safe place, I need a safe place, our children need a safe place. If it's not our home, where else will it be? I am someone that wants everything to be done all at once. I want it to just, like I said a while ago, I want to have an aha moment. I want it to all be perfect all at once. That's what I want. I have the hardest time with the laundry. I have the hardest time with dishes. I have the hardest time with thinking, oh great, I have to come up with supper again. Yes, my seven, eight-year-old is going to tell me this story that is 30 minutes long and I'm going to have to control my face because 
I don't want him to see that I'm bored out of my mind. I'm a human and I struggle with all of these things. But I do believe that bit by bit, little by little, grand things are built. I do believe that. So if I believe that, it is my responsibility to cultivate that in my home. I can't depend on my children's teachers to do it when they're at Sunday school or if we're a part of an extra class, anything like that. Those few moments can be nice moments in their life and they can be fun and they can give them the imagination and the inspiration to build off of those things. But I interact with my children and my husband more than anyone else does in their life. And bit by bit, little by little, we can build something amazing in our home. But in order to do that, I have to be willing to recognize when it's time to speak and when it's time to be quiet. I'm saying that to myself. My husband is not telling me that I need to be quiet. I know we we can all get upset about it coming across that way. That's not what's happening. I'm talking about me as a grown-up, recognizing the responsibility and the great gift that I have in my home and cultivating a safe place and an encouraging, happy place because I'm willing to say, you know what, mama needs to be quiet for a minute. Maybe I need to take time to ponder things on purpose instead of pouting because they're not all going my way. I know that that is one of the most difficult things to do, at least for me, because I'm very much a words person. I have an opinion about everything. There's nothing you're going to mention that I'll be like, hmm, and not think about something to do with it. But sometimes my opinions are not building. Sometimes they're destroying. And it is very difficult to learn the hard way over and over that you've spoken when you shouldn't have because the damage that's done, the reason why that scripture tells us there's the power of life and death in our tongue is because we have the ability to completely destroy relationships with nothing but our words. I know we've all experienced it. We all want to believe that we won't be the ones to do it. But we have the ability to completely destroy all hope of a good relationship with just our words without ever doing anything else. And to try to rebuild a relationship after that has happened is excruciating and a very long process. If I have done that with people outside of my home, it has crushed my heart. When that has happened, because I have, I have spoken when I shouldn't have. I have said things that I shouldn't have said. And it has crushed me and I have been hit in the face with the realization that this is going to take a long time to fix. And it may not ever be the way that it was. But I don't ever want that to be what happens with me and my children and my spouse. More than anyone else that I could ever hurt, I want my family to feel safe in my home. And the more that I practice that here, the better that I get going out into my community, into my family, extended family, friends, getting better at recognizing that, hey, you might want to pause before you say that thing. You know, let's take just a second and think about it because there really is a time to speak. There really is a time to be quiet. And there's a time when your words can bring life and be exactly what someone needs to hear. And then there are times whenever, even if you have the right words to say, that person's heart is not ready yet. And that's one of the hardest things is learning to just be quiet and keep loving through those moments and wait for that heart to be ready when your words will bring life instead of pushing someone further and further away. 
I'm going to hop off here now and get some things ready for my kiddos this evening, but I'm so excited and happy that I was able to talk to y'all again so quickly. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I can't believe we're getting into the middle of August, blowing me away, but very soon that means pumpkin spice. <laughs> very much, you either love it or you hate it. I'm definitely in the love category. I hope y'all have a wonderful week and I hope to talk to you soon.